on today's episode of Cleaning Dishes, Fred and Thomas talk about feeling stuck, how to get, why people are stuck, why they don't seek help, and how to get unstuck. Stay tuned so we can help you out. Hey everybody, we are back with episode 7.5, as promised. As promised. Um, episode 7.5 is about being stuck, being a stick in the mud. Um, and so we don't waste too much of your time. You already know who we are, so we will jump right into it. Uh, that's the intro music that I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what? What is that? Um, I'm actually stuck on how to start this. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. That That's actually... Well, I guess first, you would, what was your definition of stuck? Because you were one. Oh, so I had many definitions of stuck. I'm going to try my best to have to like make it narrow. My idea of stuck is basically being in a position where you don't know exactly where you want to go with your life, but you're not happy with where you are at the current point in time. You're trying to find a way out, but you, it feels like you have no way out. So. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I would I would definitely agree with that definition. Um, I see it the same way. You just you're in a situation where you feel like you're just not going anywhere. You like you literally like it. You're just stuck. You're not going anywhere. Nothing you like. For for myself, sometimes it feels like whatever you try, just you just don't succeed, or you just don't right. go and stuff like that. And um, yeah, there's and there's lots and there's lots of different meanings, I guess, to it in a sense because of. Because there's lots of different ways to feel stuck. Yeah. Um, like several. I mean, I have like, like actually took some research and did like the top six ways um, of how people are, or why people are stuck, or what or what causes them to be stuck, I should say. And one of them is they accept their situation. They just kind of go like, like they feel beaten down, they feel uh, worn out, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so they're just like, yo, this is what it is. Like, I'm just going to. I'm done. Like you know, like like I don't have any other options. Like, right. These same people, you be like, well, why don't you try this? They're like, what am I supposed to do? They relax. What am I supposed to do? Like this is all I know to do. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, like you, you, you stuck. Yeah, you <laughs> stuck. Like you stuck for real. Like that's it. Just it, it's just you just kind of accept the situation for what it is. And you just kind of go with it. They just they just go. Um, and then another reason is because of uh, humans are a creature of habit. True. And so what happens is they they. They find peace in their, but like not, not even peace. I would say they just find like comfort in their routine. Like mm-hmm. you get this daily routine. Remember we talked about that with Aaron. Mm-hmm. You get into this routine that you have where you, you like maybe you wake up in the morning, you make your bed, you work out, you go do this thing. You have this routine going, and so you get you're stuck in this routine. Right. And so it's hard. It's hard to get out of that. Right. Because you have to, you have to get to a point where you have to break that routine or to be or to move forward. Yeah. Because it's safe, it's safe and secure, and for it, you feel safe with that. You feel secure. There's no real risk involved because you know exactly how things go. Right. And then on top of that, control. Like you have a sense of. For some people, that's the only sense of control they have is that schedule. It's having mm-hmm. that schedule. You know, you feel like you have control in that way. Otherwise, otherwise, if you break that habit or break that routine, you lose. You feel like you may feel like you lose control, right. and then it doesn't feel safe and secure anymore. That's um, a good point. Yeah, which also brings us to risk. They don't. They don't feel safe and secure. It brings you to risk. Like people like to avoid risks. It's funny because I've been learning that success is right on the other side of risk. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's not well. Well. Yeah, I've been reading books, man. I've been reading books. Yeah, buddy. That's 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 a great. That's actually a real good way. We we'll get into that. That's a real good way to get um to get yourself out of the rut is to read, um huh. keep keep your mind fresh. A lot of people don't don't read or they read the same type of thing over and over. And yeah, we'll get into that. That's that can get messy. I was like, oof. Like, yeah, man. Doing doing the research on this was kind of fun because those things I was learning like like some things you knew but you didn't know you knew it, and the other things you were just like. 
Oh yeah, huh? That should be pretty obvious. You got you got secrets you didn't tell yourself. Yeah, there you go. I got secrets I didn't tell me. A classic line. Frank Ocean. For those who don't know, you gotta check that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but avoiding risk. Um, there's a there's a fear there's a fear of failure for a lot of people. Um, yeah, definitely. I think for anybody, actually, there's always yeah. a fear of failure. Um, one of the reasons being that failure is often painful. Yeah. Like I mean, when you, I mean, it can be, sometimes it's even physically painful, you know. Like mm-hmm. depending on what you failed at doing, you've seen them videos. Like, <laughs> but failure can definitely uh, be a painful experience to go through. Um, like just recently, I uh, I got into a situation where, uh, actually, you know, what? I won't get into that here. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Should I get into that here? Um, I got secrets I didn't tell me. Like, yeah, no, I won't, I won't get into that. That's not, that's not for this podcast. Maybe a little bit later because it's still, it's still, it's too soon. Too we will reference that back later yeah, in the podcast. Another we, podcast. We are sorry, but you know. Yeah, yeah, that was that's pretty. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, not, not the It's, debate, it's a bad. I don't even know. I don't even know what we're talking about. Exactly. I mean, I have an idea, but I don't exactly. know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but no failure. Uh, it definitely is one of those things that like people people fear it so much because like um. Because when you fail, you feel you you feel like people will look at you funny when you right. do it and stuff like that, and then so you just shut yourself off. You don't feel secure in that at all. Nah. And so you shut yourself down. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into all that. And so you just don't do what you need to do to you don't take risks. And I mean, but they say high risk, high reward. Mm-hmm. No risk, no reward. Like that's that's, true. that's the reality situation there. So yeah. Is that is that true? True? Is that true? True? Is that? I feel like that's true, but I don't know how true it is. I haven't been in a situation where I had to have high risk, high reward. Maybe I just passed those things, and that's probably why like I feel stuck at times. Which, <laughs> yo, like <laughs> <By, by> yourself <laughs> not knowing it. Yeah, no. Um, that's actually not that brings us to another good point. Is uh, taking things for granted. Sometimes people don't recognize mm. opportunity. Yeah. yeah, and so they so so they don't they don't see like they don't see um. But sometimes people don't see opportunity, and one of the reasons people don't see opportunities is because there's not a check attached to it. Yeah, I was reading um this book by Charlemagne the God. For those who don't know, uh, he's a radio host. Uh, he Breakfast he's many Club? things. Yeah, Breakfast from the Club. Breakfast Club, um, and he based out of New York. And uh, in his book called Black Privilege, Black Privilege. There you go. Uh, he talks about that. A lot of people don't see opportunity. Um, don't don't think of things as being opportunities unless there's money attached to it, some type of reward attached to it, instead of just getting the experience. And so what happens is people often will will, pat, will just pass up on these things that come by their way. Right. And then others, what they not only not only that, but then others also feel like um, that that it's like a revolving door. It'll come around again. It'll come around. They don't they never see it as like yo, it's like a one time thing. Yeah, you know? I was gonna say that. It, it really it rarely happens. Like you yeah, never see that. Yeah, so you have to be like okay, yeah, like I and I did that. I definitely was the type of person to be when it came like my job, for instance. Mm-hmm. There was there was a point in time where I was always just like I'm trying to. I I think I want something different. I want to grow in this direction or whatever. But I never, I never pursued it. I never pursued it. I never, I never did. And, and opportunities would keep coming, keep coming. And now you're in a position where you need to go check those opportunities out, and they're not there anymore. Mm. And so you're like, well, shit. Like you know, like well, damn. So like, that definitely is uh, one of the things on the list here. Is just um, shoulda coulda woulda type thing. Yep. Yeah. I shoulda called it that. Shoulda woulda coulda. Cause <laughs> yeah, take take it. I think for take opportunity for granted. Think it's gonna come around again and again, and it, it does not. Mm. Salty. Like damn. That's gonna happen so many times, dude. It's it's, it's kind of sad actually. Yeah. And then um, some people just don't have don't have a vision. Some people do not have a dream. They don't have a vision at all. You definitely hit, you definitely hit something hella hard on that one. Like not having uh, 
Dang, it was, a, it was a saying I heard recently, but basically some lines of like, if you don't plan out your life or you have to have a vision for your life, somebody else will have, will have a vision for your life. And it's crazy because like it's, it's true. Like you don't have somebody else build their dreams and you don't build your own dreams. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm making a million dollars doing this dream. It could just be like a hobby, something that you enjoy doing. But it's like something that you always want to do. Like, let's say you always just always want to be bilingual and now you have the opportunity to do it. And at that point, you, you find a level of self-identity in that because you, you, you achieve something that you want to do, if that makes sense. Ooh. Malcolm X. Malcolm. Now, brother, brother. I'm done with you. I'm done. Brother Shabazz. Malcolm, Malcolm X, though, is crazy. <laughs> that is fast. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why I think that about you. <laughs> it's called the brother Malcolm X. All the names you could have called, though. You called him Malcolm X. That's wild. I'm like, how did I get that name? I'm going to run with it, though. Yeah, no, but but to add on to what you were saying, um, what people also do too is when they even when they do get the dream, they sometimes they try to go too big, which they call false objectives. They 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 like you said try to make a million dollars. Well, I make a million dollars overnight. Like that's not uh, that's not realistic. Homie, not gonna achieve that. Like you're right. Like I mean, I mean, some people can, but that's not that's not everybody though. Right, and that, that, that's kind of like like you said, it's not everybody. It's not everybody thing. Um, Especially if, especially if it's out of your uh, core character, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, if I'm a billionaire achieving a million dollars overnight, but, yeah, I'm a billionaire. Like, you know, that might make sense. But if I'm not that, then that might not really be, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. Um, but what they do is they quit after the first sign of resistance. Like, something starts going wrong a little bit, and instead of pushing up that fight to push through, mm-hmm. they just quit. They just quit. Like... That's why that's why a lot of people often struggle with working out. Like I, I'm definitely one person who struggles with that. I was wondering if he's gonna speak on that. I was I, like, I, I ain't, ain't gonna push you on blast, but I have struggle with that. That's that's one of my things. Like the first time of resistance, not like I'm done. Yeah. Sometimes and sometimes it will be physical. Like if like one at one point I sprained, I was trying to do my workout. I went for like three weeks straight, just going in, doing my thing, and I sprained my ankle, and I was like, motherfucker, like you know, like. Yeah. And I was kind of salty, and it was one of those things. Later on, I thought back to it. I was like, you know, I could have still went to the gym. Yeah. I just would stay off my ankle, lift weights, curls, whatever it was, do other things, and I just, I didn't. I didn't think about it then. I just, I just didn't acknowledge. It. I was like, nope, it's not meant to be. So I just went off, with, went off with it. You know what I mean? And didn't do it. That's why. I remember when you when you rolled your ankle. Cause I remember I had went to work and I came back home. I'm like, what you doing home? I rolled my ankle. I felt so bad for you, bro. You have no <laughs> idea. Cause like you were doing, like you were doing so good. I was like. It's, you start, you start shouting yeah. pounds. Yeah. It's like what? I come in the house, your and you, your leg is up. I'm like, are oh, you gonna really be relaxing? Why like, now? My ankle's fucked up. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I had Damn. y'all. I had crutches and everything. I was, it was so bad because I was on my way out, out for, to work, and I was coming down the steps. <laughs> and as I was, I'm the way off tangent, but I'm gonna tell the story. <laughs> so I'm coming down my apartment stairs, and as I come down the stairs, or whatever, you know, you you get out, you're on the curb, and then you step off the curb. Well, there was there was an empty parking spot, and I was gonna walk out to the empty parking spot to go towards my car, which is on the other side of a parking lot. Right. As I go to step, and there's a parking, and right in next to the empty parking spot, there's a car to the right of it. Right. Right. So as I go to step down off of the mind you, mind you, I have a backpack on. I got mm. all my work stuff on. I carry a backpack to work because I have right. my computer tech stuff on there, and it's always big and bulky. You know, I text our backpacks always big and bulky. Mm-hmm. So. I come down the steps, do 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 Get ready to go to work or whatever. I'm getting ready to step off the curb, but as I go to step down, I just feel my foot do like, it just, I don't know how to explain it to you, but it did a circular move. You know that dance? You know that dance they said they cook it in a pot and you're in the hand and they're like this? My ankle did that same thing. Except I wasn't purposely doing it. It was like, woof, like two times, one, two. And then I was like, ah! And I... <laughs> And I tried to stand. Like, I tried to, like, oh, I was trying to hobble, like, hop. And I was like, oh. 
oh, and like all of a sudden, like I just felt this pain going up my leg, dude. I, it's mind you, I'm not an athlete. I'm not an athlete, y'all. So like pain like that to me is like death. I'm like, no, like my, my pain threshold is whack. So like as soon as I felt that, bro, I, in my head, like my life was flashing before my eyes. I was like, yo, I'm about to die here. I think I just broke my ankle. I like fell into the parked car trying to lean up <laughs> on it. And then eventually I laid down. I had like sat on the like sat on the floor. I had to get down, sat on the floor, and I was laying on my back. So picture like so picture me with this big ass backpack. And I'm kind of laying on it, kind of just elevated in the air with my leg up. I look like a damn turtle, bro. I'm a turtle that fell over and couldn't get up. I was like, oh, shit. I was so salty. And then when my, my roommate at the time, he was um, driving past. And so he saw me laying on the ground. And he was like, bro, what is you doing? He's like, bro, what the fuck? I was so embarrassed, bro. I was like, oh, I rolled my ankle. He was like, yo, is you? So he like went and parked the car. He like like ended up having to take me to the do- I like called the ambulance. I know the car. I didn't know he was there yet. So I like yeah. called like nine one one. Like, hey, uh, kind of rolled my ankle. Need some help? Like, can y'all send somebody? Whatever. Now I'm thinking. I'm, I'm like, I'm like being calm, saying it was not a major deal. These motherfuckers in the fire truck. I'm like, come. on. On dog, like that's, pro- that's protocol though. That's protocol. I know. I was so that's so embarrassing, dog. <laughs> I heard you were jangle. No, he on fire, fan boy. He in the fire truck. I was like so embarrassed. And the dude was like, "Yeah, man, there's nothing we can really do for you. We just have to um, <laughs> you just have to go to the doctor, and, like get it all checked out or whatever." I mind you, in my head, this thing was broken. It's about to amputate my shit. Like, like that's how bad I thought this thing was. It was so embarrassing. Yeah, that was mm, that was bad. Yeah, yeah, that was uh. So avoid risk. No. <laughs> so that that sums up avoiding risk um, <laughs> and dreams, right? Uh, but no. Uh, but one thing I didn't do was play the victim, which is uh, smart. Why? Which is actually one of the next things that that's on the list is victimology. Uh, a lot of times, people what they do is they um, they they put the blame on everybody else. They don't take responsibility for as to why they aren't where they need to be. They say it's your fault. Hmm. Like it's it's on you that I didn't get this position. It's it's, it's their fault because I was trying to do this and they didn't have their part ready or whatever it is. Like rather than taking responsibility and say, you know what, no, I could have done X, Y, Z to be where I need to be, or I need to take control. They give the control to somebody else. Oh, just have a carnival. Yeah, they just they just do not take responsibility whatsoever. These are same people who like. These are often same people who look for happiness in their significant other. So they look for their significant other to make them happy, and it's like that's not how that works. Hmm. Like. I'm I'm there to do things for you. I'm there I'm there to help do things for you as you ever do for me. But that's kind of, your happiness kind of really isn't on me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not that's not for me to do for you. That's that's for you to do for you. You know. That's true. That definitely should be in like love one on one, but it definitely isn't. Unfortunately, love one on one is on the class. Man. <laughs> you would think it was, but I think I think we'd all we'd all uh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that but those those are like the top. I mean, there's a lot of other reasons as to why people. Um, I mean, cut you off, but you guys realize that I suck a love. I need a do over. I'm sorry, continue, my bad. And I just couldn't miss that moment. Like I missed it already. I can't. I just get back. That was the opportunity you should have passed on. No, because I, I, I risk. That I you wore. should. No, you should. Uh, you should took that for granted. You should took the opportunity for granted and just passed it. You should have passed the opportunity. Took it for granted. Um. But, that, but yeah, that that that's some that's basically uh how like like what like what why people get stuck like what what happens mm-hmm. when they get stuck and all that and then um but what what was crazy to me that I was as I was doing research is like the reasons to as a why people uh 
Well, not crazy. I can't. I don't want to use that word. That sounds mean. Uh, enlightening. Yeah, what was enlightening? Yeah, there you go. That's that's a much better word to use. Was enlightening. It's crazy. I was like, damn, really, Fred? Like, you part of the problem. You part of the problem. I'm like, take responsibility. You know, I'm playing. <laughs> no, that's that's foul. That's foul. No, but one of the things that was very enlightening. That was a great word, by the way. I try, bro. I try. Great word. <laughs> um, so as a why people don't seek help when they're stuck is um fear and shame. Like we touched on that a little bit earlier, but yeah. uh, but not so much just because of like um, how the world just looks at them, but like they 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 there's a stigmatism to having to get mental help. Yes, you yes. know what I'm saying. Like, are you are you going in loony bin? You're crazy, like yeah, crazy, crazy is the crazy is the word. I say actually use it more. Crazy right. is a word that gets thrown around a lot when it comes to that. Um, like you hear that all the time. Oh, she crazy. She got to go to that little that little doctor, oh crazy doctor, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like no, like that's not the case, like. A lot of people, people who you who are very successful, have therapists. They have, they get, they go see somebody regularly and get that get get checked out and stuff like that on a regular basis, like on a weekly basis, practically. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I don't know the exact schedule, but a lot of people know. <laughs> like again, I'll bring up Charlamagne the guy. He talks about that. He talks about um having um anxiety, which is one of the things that that uh, that being stuck can create, can cause this anxiety. But it's two different types of anxiety, just so you know. Really? Yeah, that's that's what I'll, I'll bring that I'll bring that up right now. Um, so you have anxiety, which is we'll call it with the lowercase a, and that's like that's the feeling. Okay. That's like when you like, like like there are certain situations in life where like you have a job interview, you're going to feel a little anxiety, like oh, should job interview? Okay. I hope I get it. And then there's anxiety with the capital A, big, <laughs> big A. That's like that's like like a condition. Like I I, I guess that's a proper word for it. Or a state like a state of I guess it's just a state of mind like a condition. That's like where you live with anxiety. Yeah, I'm gonna say for lack of better words, I'm gonna say condition. I don't think I think that's I think that's it honestly. Yeah, and uh, somebody described it. They said it's like having um. They said it's like having uh all four burners. It's like having a four four burner stove. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with little pots of water on them, and the pots of water are always boiling, always boiling, always boiling, always boiling. it's always just rolling with water, always always boiling, and like anything you do to that to the stove can cause the pots to overflow and cause the pots to start spilling and stuff like that. Like, and I was like, dang, like it's like everything, like like little things that wouldn't trigger anybody else will trigger the shit out of you. That's wild. And like you start, you almost live in fear. Like you'll walk into a room, you'll walk into a room with like coats in it, and you'll just think of like, okay, I'm gonna get my coat, but someone that anxiety might be like. These coasts might fall down and try to, and like, might, might fall down on top of me that no one can hear me calling out my name for help, and, and it become this whole thing. Like, it's, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, like, I didn't know, I didn't realize that at all. I was like, holy shit, I didn't realize how serious that was. I was like, something everybody's felt anxiety, yeah. but not, but there's two different two levels things up. for it. We should call, we should find a different name for one of them, because that's, because I was like, yeah, because otherwise you, you end up downplaying it, and that's what happens too, because they're, they have the same name, mm-hmm. but they have different, and a lot of similar symptoms, but one's more extreme than the other. Right. People, people with actual anxiety with the capital A will often downplay, will often downplay their, will downplay anxiety. Say that it's just like it's um, just anxiety, like yeah, it's just like oh, it's just yeah, so it's nothing really, it's nothing really um, major like that, which is a uh, which kind of brings you to limited awareness. That's that's what happens. They're limited. They don't know that like yeah, uh. you know they don't they're not aware of that they're limited limited awareness. And what that is is basically when you uh. Well, you think you might have something, but you're not really sure, and so you just kind of downplay to like yeah, it be me and your emotions. Okay. Like I, I might, I, like, I don't know, I, I doubt it. I doubt, like, I doubt I have anything. So you just kind of downplay that, like no, that's not, that's not what that is. I'm pretty sure most people do that too when they have like a, like for example, uh, my uh, the breathing condition I have, I guess asthma, whatever you want to call it. It got to a point where uh, 
everything was normal, but I thought like it's no big deal. And you mm-hmm. try to rationalize it, like you said, and you get to the point where it's like, all right, I'm thinking my mother passed out and died because I can't breathe. I may want to get this checked out. It's almost it's too late. I almost died, like for real, for real. Yeah, that's that shit can get bad, and that's that's a, that's a scary part about situations like these. Sometimes, like we will we'll downplay something really major because we just limit, just don't know, like you're just not aware of it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And but I think I think what I'll what I have to give credit for is that at least you're aware that there's something going on there. Yeah, yeah. Because then you have situations where like people are in denial about the shit. Mm-hmm. That's when you have what's called a uh, things called. Uh, Anosognosia, anosognosia, anosognosia. It's oh. kind of hard to say that. Yeah, I can't, I can't get that word off. Been practicing, I see. Yeah, and so with that, basically, like you're in denial. Like, like clearly, you have a mental. Like, clearly, everybody else is like, "Yo, something wrong with you," and you just be like, "Nah, ain't nothing wrong with me." Like, mm. you just be the basically you be the denial about the shit. You be like, yeah. "No, there's nothing wrong," and you just you kind of go through just being like, "Nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong." But clearly, there's signs that there's something going on with you. Um, and yeah, that that can get pretty bad too. Because then obviously you just live in denial about the shit until it's too bad, and then it's t- just too late. It's it's way too late. That's so at least you kind of knew. At least in your case, you knew. Yeah, I had a choice, but to know I couldn't breathe. Well, yeah, but I mean, but like, you was aware prior prior to you not being able to breathe, you had already knew that you had. had. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I used to have an inhaler and stuff, which it wasn't like you was just like, what's this? Like, you know what I'm saying? No, just no. So before I had an inhaler. Was, oh yeah. damn! Oh damn! We use it. The reason why he's laughing is because he calls me Weezy. <laughs> he he says I should be. He says he. Yeah. <laughs> How did you say it, bro? Say it. Uh, so at one point I was living with two people. Uh, there was another person living with us. It was um one of my friends, one of our mutual friends. And uh, him <laughs> and his mutual friend both have asthma. And I don't have asthma. First off, but continue. Yeah, him and his mutual friend both have asthma, and so for this, and so they were having like a like a serious ass conversation about <laughs> inhalers, like like really going in about inhalers and how powerful they are and whatever, like all this crazy shit I couldn't relate to. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I live with two rappers, Little Pump and Lil Weezy. These niggas was so mad, bro. <laughs> it was mad as shit. So mad. It was it was funny, but he thought it was big funny. He thought it, it was, was like, big funny because nah. you should see how salty y'all both were. It was cool. I was lit. I was like, first off, <laughs> it was both mad as shit. Mind you, it's like seven. It had to be no 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 later than seven in the morning. Yeah. It's like hella early. I they just saw me for the first for the first time in the morning as I'm coming out my room. And that's what I come up with. That's what I come out. To. Oh, a jokey job. I'm a first off. I barely little Wayne. That's all I know. <laughs> I was like, it's it's little pump, little wheezy. They were so mad, yeah. He was so soft. I was mad for a good like three hours. My first time, they ain't gonna They was texting me mad about that shit, yo. They, no. Y'all, y'all both was texting salty. He was laughing. I no. I'm he like, was. He was laughing. It was with those salty laughs. Like, why did he get me out here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here for the play, play bro. Play. Not, nah, it's too early for this. I came. It was I woke up happy. You just bust my balloon. No, yo, dude. that shit was funny. I was like, damn, that's. <laughs> Back to the topic, bro. Shut up. <laughs> Which brings me to feeling inadequate. <laughs> Is that really the topic? <laughs> this guy. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. But seriously. Yep. Um. Yeah. But seriously. No. For real. You. You. De- imagine if you was like, okay, we're human. We're both human beings. And imagine if like you're going through this 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 state of mind or whatever, and you start to feel like 
when you feel stuck, you mm-hmm. feel stuck like because as, as especially as a dude, like and it's like you feel stuck at your job or whatever it is. You're not feeling good about that shit at all. No, nothing like that. Like we we often as men, we often measure ourselves. Or I'm not. This boy is okay. Okay, wrong choice of words. I clearly not everybody can handle the word, the term measure ourselves. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you. You could imagine what he did. Um, we often I would say not measure but pride ourselves on. Uh, why am I talking so loudly? Wow. We, we still. <laughs> oh yeah, you in the other room. We pride ourselves on uh, having on like on, on our jobs. Like a lot of times when people, especially as men, we introduce ourselves. We usually go like. Hi, my name is Fred, and I and I do IT or whatever right. it is. I work for da 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 da. Mm-hmm. So when you are at a position where you're not happy with your job or and or do not have a job, like you gonna feel super, you gonna feel stuck, which will also make you feel super inadequate. Yeah, you gonna feel way about that. Can make you can make you feel inadequate. Now, none, of these, none of these are guaranteed that you're gonna feel this way because feeling stuck is also a feeling. Like like every now and then you're gonna feel you have a reality check. I'm like I feel kind of stuck. I need to change it up. Right. But it can but it can also lead to these kind of things. Like if it's more ser- gets more serious, it can lead to these things. So I want to put that disclaimer out there. Um, <laughs> but no, that's what happens. You just have to feel really inadequate. And so you just like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. And then um, there's distrust. Like you just don't trust. You just don't trust telling somebody that kind of. That's a, that's an intimate thing. That's know? major. That's that's the wow. It's funny because you bring it up. And I, sometimes I uh, forget how. I definitely cut you off. I don't care. That's cool. I, I forget how. Uh, Good. Our group chat. Our group chat. Our group chat is because uh, there's a certain, there's a major level of trust within our group. Mm-hmm. We we're able to vent and express ourselves in that moment. Yeah, the group chat he's referring to is us through our text. Uh, my group of friends, we text each other. You know, team iPhone, and uh, just just want to throw that out there. And uh, we have a group chat that we're in, and we kind of just talk about whatever and everything and anything in that in that group chat. True. And uh, so it is, it is real. It's pretty open, which is funny because like we'll be open to one another about a lot of different things. But let your girl ask you some question, you be sitting there like, well, you know, babe, I ain't the one. I ain't got nothing to say to you. Like you not. You That's know, you. It is this, what it is. I'm not. I'm not like that a lot. I'm. I'm like, nah. No, it, it's it's kind of funny. It's it's hard though. It's hard to be that intimate with somebody you don't know. Imagine tell somebody like, "Yo, I feel inadequate. I don't like you know what I'm saying. I like you know what I mean. Like, that's crazy. I mean, like, yeah, I agree with you 100. percent I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Like, I I mean, I guess I could because I understand mm-hmm. why. Like now I can't, I I can't. But at the time before, like no, like me after doing my research, I would say before doing the research, me probably I'd probably be like, Nah, I'm good. Not knowing damn well I was going through the motions. Like, uh, like I don't know. Though. This is hard to talk about. Talk about going through the motion sometimes. Yeah, it's rough. Such as such as do because you don't want to look like that. You don't want to know. As we say, a bitch. Yeah, you know what I'm that's the stigmatism tied to that. It's like you look like a bitch. And honestly, like being the real bitch is not being a stretch yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep, not being a. That's the crazy man. I know, right? We <laughs> be right. Stupid yeah. stuff. I feel like we both gotten better about that though. Being able to express ourselves not only in uh, joyful moments but also in sorrowful ones. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I definitely would agree with that. But I mean, you you hear it on the podcast for sure. Oh yeah, um, damn. I forgot we I forgot we doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, like you, you hear it on the podcast where you we just we talk about any and everything. Like yeah, that's. I I recently went through a situation with distrust with somebody, and I felt kind of bad about it. I'll talk about this, and um, yeah, I'll talk about. It. I ain't gonna do it. Where my tea at? <laughs> hunty, bring, <laughs> spill the tea, hunty. It's like, <laughs> no, but um. I had a situation at a at work actually, and I was asked not to talk about the situation, and so 
a certain person. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm just gonna put. I'm spilling the tea. So, and so a certain uh, a person I'm cool with. Uh, I ended up not. I was real. I'm real close to this person, but I didn't tell them about the situation. And uh, they ended up like kind of. I was feeling I was feeling stuck. I was feeling kind of salty. I was feeling a little salty about the situation that had happened at work, and I was a little stuck. I was stuck about it. I, I, I was in a real stuck situation, real stuck spot at the time, and um, I just couldn't. I kind of couldn't really talk about it with this person, and it wasn't. And it was one because they were not because they were tied to it, or whatever. But they were still they. But they were still they work they work with me. This person works with me. And so I was trying my best to, to, I guess, kind of protect them. But at the same time, I didn't want to give them the information and risk them spreading it. In a sense, you know what I mean? Like, I, not, not that they were intentionally doing it. I don't know. It was just, it was just a, I guess, a sort of form of a distrust is what they were saying. It's, they, that's what they called it. They called it distrust. And uh, I was like, damn, like, I never thought about it that way. But then I was doing this research. I, I, uh, I figured, out this, I guess that's what it was. And I felt, I felt kind of bad. I was like, fuck, like. Really? A little bit because because they they presented it to me like that way like like you didn't you didn't trust me to the I know that part I just know the research part was like not in your favor I guess in that situation it was not it was like oh okay like yeah I can see like I mean it wasn't that wasn't my favorite because that what I did ultimately was the right thing to do right like it it, it turned out in the end it was the right thing to do but um yeah it just yeah it wasn't a, it was I can't give a whole lot of detail still but it was just it was kind of salty it was like wow I just. And distrust came up, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" I was like, "Damn, that's that that that's so what that was." Hmm. And so I was like, "Yeah," and like so so I could see why people would be like, like I mean, it's someone I was close to. So imagine imagine having to tell a stranger. Yeah. I, I was close to this person. I am close to this person. So imagine I tell a stranger some shit like that. Like like I'm feeling this way because it's in third, and da, 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 like I'm feeling this vulnerable. Like yeah, that vulnerability is tricky, man. Vulnerability vulnerability is tricky because you have to find somebody to trust to be vulnerable with, and you have to gauge how much you can tell that person about. How vulnerable you are, yeah, man. <laughs> and that shit can be hopeless sometimes. <laughs> you can really feel hopeless about that, man. Which is another reason why people actually just like, yeah, when they feel stuck, like that could be one of the reasons is they just feel hopeless. Like, I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you think that you can feel stuck in a relationship? Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh hell yeah, yeah. You can feel stuck in anything. Hmm. Like, like for real, you could be. Like yeah, you can feel stuck. You could definitely feel stuck in a relationship. That's yeah. Oh oh yeah. Like like well well hold on. Define let me before I say hell yeah. Define stuck in a relationship for people who don't know because that that could be kind of vague. Give more detail. Oh, but that question. Yeah. So let's say you you dating somebody, mm-hmm. and uh, you've been with the person for probably like what's good number three years. Okay. And you get to a point where uh, you feel you feel not only complacent but you feel kind of like. You're just going through the motions because like habitual with a person you see a person every day and you may take them for granted dang full circle mm-hmm. i'm as, like i'm like astonished you, i'm as, like as you answer your own question you're like oh <laughs> like dang what was i saying i'm playing uh, <laughs> uh so like i basically i feel like can you get uh complacent so like, to answer my own question yeah i guess you can I guess to a point, like you say, like, habitual, so on and so forth. Like, see a person all the time, take them for granted, and basically, I'm gonna ask follow-up questions. How do you get out of that, uh, that complacency? Because if you don't, if you don't recognize it, if you don't, uh, call attention to it, it can be, uh, detrimental to your relationship. 
Oh yeah. Um. Well, as far as getting out of control, that's actually actually one of the I wanted to have to talk about. So we'll jump to that. You know what I'm saying? We'll jump to that. We're kind of. Oh, my apologies. I did kind of jump the gun. No, no, it's it's perfectly fine because that that was getting kind of like yeah. We can just jump right to it. But um, as far as um. Getting unstuck, if you will, when it comes to just just to your everyday life. Because chances are, usually a lot of times when you feel stuck in a relationship, it's, it's a... You're not alone. You're usually not alone in that situation. Like, if right. you feel stuck, there's a good-ass chance that the person you're with feels stuck. Mm-hmm. So one of the things you may want to do is actually just talk about it to, to your significant other. Like, hey, like... Like, hey, I'm I'm stuck. She's like, oh, I'm stuck to you too. Like, no, bitch, it's not my <laughs> <man>. No, <laughs> no, but I mean, for real, you could be like, no, like on some real, you could be like, I like, you could have that conversation. I just want to probably word it a little bit nice, and I'm stuck. You know, that might sound kind of mean, but like, like, cause cause a woman would definitely tell you. Sometimes women, you hear women say, they'll be like, um, what do they say? What's what's what's, what's, what's Well, some things I've heard was, uh, where's this relationship going? Yeah, the, yeah, that are. Or you'll hear, you'll hear people say the spark. That's what it is. You'll hear, um. I, you'll hear people say the spark is gone. The spark is gone. That's usually like, that could be a sign of like things getting kind of like, that little spark is gone. Or sure. what, what's, what is something I've heard a woman say before to me and I can't think of it now? Uh, I don't know. I'm like, uh, I'm like, what'd she say? I'm really anticipating what they say. Uh, what is it that they say for it? I don't, I don't know what they say. I mean, this one in particular said it to me. She, it wasn't to me. I was in a relationship with her. It was just. Uh, what oh. she said? She said, "Wow, don't try to play me like the boy. Don't try to play the kid." What they say, I don't know what they said. I, I didn't mean. I didn't mean women. I mean this. This woman, woman, one singular, said it to me, and she said that. Um, God, what did she say? <laughs> you don't love me. And no, no, but the, honestly, it comes out like that sometimes. It will come out like that. It's like, it's like you don't love me, and they'll be like, "Well, why don't you fight? Why do you feel that way?" And like, "Cause this ain't the third. Cause like, cause it's like, again, the spark, the spark is gone. Is gone. And when that spark is gone, like, yeah. So having a conversation, I think, is the first thing about it. Cause then once y'all do that, y'all both can come to the conclusion of you can determine whether it's just you or if it's both of y'all. Yeah. And then you kind of you have to go from there. Um, one of the things that they say to try is just change, just change your shit up. Just change it up. Like change your routine up. Like, obviously, you keep a regular kid the same routine every day. Like that shit is, is gonna be everything becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be a habit for you to be. It, it literally you being stuck becomes a habit. Yeah. You feel that way will become a habit. So the idea is to switch up your routine. Maybe throw do something different this time. You know what I'm saying? When you when you're doing your routine, maybe brush your teeth with your left hand or something. Something something. Start small. But but do something different. You know at, I mean? at the end of the day, make sure that you switch it up. Yeah, switch it up. Just definitely switch up your routine, man. Like I mean, if you doing the same shit over and over and over again, like hey, like you, that's kind of insane. If you keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, uh, you're crazy. Like that's not even trying to be that. That's called insanity. Yeah, that, yeah, but just about to say that. Yeah, that's, that's called it. insanity. You expect a different results and doing the same thing. That's called insanity. So mm-hmm. like, don't do that. Um, but again, talk to her. You can talk to that person, but realize and then in that situation, you're often not alone. It, maybe it's not your spouse, but you in general, it's not you're not the only one. So that's one of the ways you can definitely uh, start to go through the process of getting of getting out of stuck is recognizing that that you're the only one. Right. And then um, for professional or just professional and or personal reasons, uh, not so much related to your spouse, but like find something that's inspiring you, like that inspires you. Mm. That's another way you can definitely start to get out of there. Like like you can ask yourself questions like. Um, what do I want to do? Yeah, actually, that's what it says. One of the questions: What do you want to do if there were no limitations? Ooh. If there are no limitations to what you could do, like what, like what would you want to be doing? And then the other one was: um, If you can have whatever you want, what would it be? That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. And then once you once you answer those questions, you're able to kind of um, 
You're kind of able to kind of draw yourself like a symbol. What are you looking for? I'm looking for markers. Focus on the podcast. Was, it's kind of distracting. You're just walking around looking for stuff just randomly. That's okay. Walk around my house. Not doing that. Just looking like you're looking for something. That's distracting. All right, my bad. Suck. <laughs> we gotta start over. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm lying, bro. I don't know. I don't know how I edit it. I can't do it. <laughs> this is done. Uh, my apologies for distracting. No, that's all good. Actually, I think the marker might be over here. I get it in a minute. I don't distract anymore because we were doing a good job on this podcast. Yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. You was just, the way you just look at was weird. I said, what is he looking for? It was for? my fault. I definitely was walking around. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> you was my mind be racing, man. I don't know. I don't want to be stuck a lot of yeah, times. Apparently not. You were speed racing in your head. You just walking around like, okay, dog. Yeah, my mind be racing, bro. <laughs> Like a jungle sometimes it make me wonder. I keep from going under. <laughs> I'm done. Wow, okay. Yeah, um take a break. That's that is probably one of the dopest ones that I saw and that's what I like. They say like um if you're feeling stuck, maybe say give yourself a break. Something like we like, like we talked about earlier, you have these routines you're doing all the time. Mm-hmm. And let's say you're giving your work all this time, let's say you give your work three years. That's three years of routine. You know what I mean that you be doing for over and over for like three long years of routine, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so what they say is like take a break from that. Go on a vacation and just and not even say like a like a you don't have to be a long vacation, just give yourself some time to just kinda of think. And time time to breathe away from the situation. Yeah, get get away from that, all that stuff. If you gotta, if you gotta, um, another one oh, that go that kind of ties into giving yourself a break is t- is un- and in, in the modern world is you gotta in the first world at least unplug from your unplug your phone get get rid of your phone get off of that. I'm not about the I'm about the spaz just now. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say that for another uh part, another episode because uh that is very important like just that's, detaching. That's um that's key. It's kind of key. It actually, was in here. I didn't put it on here. Kind of it was a long ass thing. Yeah. But that is one of the key things they. Uh, I looked up and they were talking about that was like detaching from the world. Yeah. They talk about like things you like everything you input. Actually, we'll touch base on that. We talk about giving yourself a break. Um, detaching from the world. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because a lot of times everything that you take in you know I mean affects you you know what right. I'm saying so that, like for instance if you meet a kid like you, you know we used to a Collins College remember mm-hmm. it was a college for like kids who were like creatives like video games and film artists and stuff like that and we went to a lot of like what you would call Comic Con that's mm-hmm. what we, like it was like Comic Con but for college kids you know that's what it kind of was like you yeah. had a lot of Comic Con type, type of kids there so you kind of picture these are the kind of kids be like in episode 12 1 line 3 like you know, <laughs> you, you know those guys and like well in this episode you got this question like they do weird they kind of be off sometimes a little bit mm-hmm. and like what happens is when you talk to those kids and you're like they're so well, it's socially awkward it's because all they intake is that is that specific something that's all they do is intake that so they don't have other things to process and go through so the idea is that if you're only taking in social media like Facebook like you get on Facebook it's, it's all kinds of videos all kinds of slander I mean there's positive things on there too but let's be realistic you're more likely going to be drawn to all the negative and crazy shit it's a rarity to find like pure positive things right on Facebook. right and so because you're intaking at 24 you think you're taking a shit and you're taking that in <laughs> like for real you, you are taking a shit I can guarantee you are on your phone you take your shit you flush you you take your shit, you put your phone down, you flush the toilet, you wash your hands, you pick up your phone, didn't even wash your phone off, and you walk back out, and then let somebody borrow your phone later on. You don't pass somebody your shitty phone, nasty niggas. Like, okay, you know, you're, tri- <laughs> you're all trifling. You're all trifling. Carry some wipes, you're nasty. No. Anyway, <laughs> it's funny because uh, I, I always refer to that as a diet. So I, I feel like your diet is not only what you eat, but also what you intake, like mentally yeah. and like, other ways also. Yep. That's what people always say was it is physical, mental, and uh spiritual. That's yeah. that's it. that's the three. That's the tri- that's the, the trilogy. That's the right three, yeah. Tri- Trifecta. Trifecta. Shout out to Angry Crab though. That, that was random. Trifecta, remember the the first three seasons and you put them together as Trifecta. 
How would you not? That was hella random. That's not random. This you stupid. You ugly. I'm, I'm stupid because you because you said something hella random. Yeah. I said try to affect. It's because like, you're not taking responsibility. Like, no, nah, <laughs> you just hungry, bro. I am. So we can hurry up and eat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and no, 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 no plan. But no, um, enough for getting up, getting away from that. Also, what you read is like you said. We talked about that too. Reading, mm-hmm. like you read. It's good to read fiction. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, hold on. You getting robbed, nigga? Doing a podcast? But hey, you making noise, bro? So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you making noise, fam? No, but um, what you read is important to like very, very important. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, what you want to do is you obviously you read your pulp fiction because you want to have your fun. You want to have your escape. Read those things, but also pick up a self help book. Pick up, pick up nonfiction. Pick up books about maybe pick up an autobiography. You know what I'm saying? Learn through somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. Um. And doing those different kind of things, switch it up. This all comes into switching that routine up. Right. Switching the routine up, doing those kind of things, because it helps you keep your mind fresh and keeps you thinking and keeps you on your toes a little bit. And so it kind of keeps keep a pep in your step, so you kind of move along. So you never you never actually get a chance to be stuck mentally. Mm-hmm. You know, because so, you're constantly feeding your brain. That's the problem. A lot of people don't feed their brain anything but junk. Right. And then they end up feeling like junk and looking like junk. So it's like, all right, like you got to kind of no for real, because you 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 it starts here. If I'm feeding my, if I'm looking at fast food commercials all the time and shit like that, what do you think I'm eating? Fast think I'm eating food. carrots and shit? I'm eating yeah. fast food all the time. Then what happens to my body? It right. starts to look like the fast food I'm eating. I'm about this bitch look like a happy meal. It, it's like it's crazy. Like you on top, like damn, like nigga, like damn, like I got some fries, bro. I was gonna say Whopper, but all right. <laughs> he said a Whopper. <laughs> he said you put like a Whopper. This is what I want to tell you something, bro. I really is. <laughs> I mean, like a whopper with the bacon on it. Like, damn. That's foul, bro. But no, for real, like, you, you, it's, it's like to affect you in more ways than one, physically, mentally. So, yeah, just give yourself a break, man. Yeah. Shake up your routines and, and it's, and it, you know, and you don't, doesn't mean just because you shake your routines, it don't mean you got to start, like, by jumping out of a window. Like, that's, like, no, it's going to be like, like, they going to go do some, what's the, what's the, what's the terminology I say? Where you go do some crazy off the wall shit? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you don't, like, don't jump out the window on that shit. Like, yeah. no, like, start small, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, start small. Like, make it a point to, like, you know, today, I usually don't make my bed. I'm gonna start off by like making my bed and maybe I cook breakfast today. So I'm like, no, whatever it is, like just do small shit and kind of build up and build up and keep. And again, keep your goals realistic. That's major. Keep them realistic. Don't be like, like again, I'm not an athlete. Mm-hmm. I don't really work out like that. All that stuff. For me to sit here and be like, I'm gonna go win the world's strongest man competition next year. My nigga, ain't gonna that's that wouldn't even if I worked out every day as hard as I could for the next year, that would not visit. Like these niggas are training for years and years to get to this point. Like mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying that's not gonna happen. That's not that's not that's that's not feasible. It's considered a false objective. Right. So you want to create goals that are um that are first that or that um obtainable, really, obtainable, and that relate to your core. Because some goals may be obtainable if they don't relate to your core. It's it's harder for you to even want to pursue those goals. Right. So you want like if you like anime a lot, maybe you want to like I like anime a lot. So maybe mm. one of my goals. Like I want to write a synopsis about anime I watch or whatever. Start doing that or whatever. Like that's that's obtainable. That's mm-hmm. that's an achievable goal. It relates to me and my character. So that's something I could do. Right. Um. So so definitely keeping that in mind. Um. You could definitely, yeah, definitely get try to get out your rut. I mean, a lot of stuff can be found on one of my favorite sites to actually go for this kind of stuff is a life hacks because they. Always have like you never been life hacks before? Probably like twice. Life hacks has everything, but there's always something on there about whether it be like how to take tinfoil, make a hat, or whatever it is. There's always <laughs> no for real. There's always something on there, and they even have stuff like this. Like I was surprised they had this on there, but they like have little things on like how to become more productive, how to um 
how to do this, uh, seven ways to break your, break your bad habits and stuff like that. Like, it's all kinds of things they have on there. So, like, they actually do have a lot of good stuff on there. Shout out to LifeX. Yeah, LifeX is definitely pretty dope. I like using them a lot for all kinds of different things. Um, Master for this podcast, I, for this, yeah, for this episode of the podcast, I actually went on there and was looking, that's where I got some of this information from. Nice. Um, actually, I did cite it, too, so you guys could look at it there. But, um, it's good. Let me get that charger, yo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, um, they got a lot of cool stuff on there. It was uh, it was just a bunch of shit. Um, over, I'll put the rest of the stuff because it's kind of it's kind of long winded. Extensive, huh? Extensive information. Yeah, and I was just like, I don't want to keep, I don't want to keep talking y'all ear off about this shit, but it's, but definitely um, know that the like the main thing is know that you're not alone. If you ever do feel stuck, you're not the only one. Uh, you can always reach out to people for help. Shit, you reach out to us. Yeah, I'm gonna say you can reach out to us on some real shit. We we will we'll put our emails out there. We we'll put our uh, twitters out there. I put my Twitter on my email. Like the email for the the podcast. Oh yeah, my bad. Cause I don't check my emails like that. I don't want to be rude. That's fine. That's fine. I, I wouldn't put my personal email here either. <laughs> like nope. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I would say that. And I mean, if you ever feel like really slow on stuff, if you got vacation time, take the vacation. Unplug your phone. Stay off your phone for a day or at least a couple hours and see how you feel. Take time, just meditate. Whatever it is you gotta do, man. You know and. You'd be surprised what you come across, what you come up with, you know. Yeah. It's it's not it's not the end of the world. I mean, that's, that's why, if I could tell you anything, it's not gonna be the end of the world. You can definitely you can definitely bounce back, you know, like elastic, just, just bounce back. You know, that's, that's good. Yes, I, was, I like that. Bounce back like elastic. But anyway, um, I was gonna uh, I was gonna end it with a uh, passage whenever you were ready. Yeah, actually, yeah, speak on that. Cause that was a, that was a dope. Um, that's something new. You talk about that. That's something new you started doing. Yeah. So I. Uh, it's a long podcast We're like 0.5 But anyway The show must go on So uh, What I've been doing Is to help my mental I read a book I've been studying Stoicism Which is basically uh, A way you can Live your life By uh, Basically making Your life more simple By uh, Understanding the ways You operate And finding ways To make things Much more easier With how you uh, Take things in As far as like From the outside world so I bought a book called The Daily Stoic, 366 Meditations on Wisdom, Perseverance, and the Art of Living by Ryan Holiday and Stefan Hanselman. So they're all right. There you go. And so uh, it's a stoic quote for every day, and it's, bro- it's broken down. So for June 29th, the name of it is called No Excuses. It is impossible to curb your arrogance, to overcome pleasure and pain, to rise above your ambition, and to not be angry with stupid and ungrateful people. Yes, even to care for them. Marie and I won. I think I am. No, you said it was adversity. It was the day before. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was two days before. My bad. Oops. <laughs> we got an extra one. So happiness. <laughs> so June twenty seventh. It says, adversity reveals. Hey. How come it? How does it help my husband to make misfortune heavier by complaining about it? This is more fit for a king to seize your adversities, adversities head on. The more precarious his situation, the more imminent his fall from power, the more firmly he should be resolved to stand and fight. It isn't manly to retreat from fortune. So basically the whole thing was basically to run run towards your fears, run towards your adversities, run towards your problems. Because if you don't, they end up taking over your kingdom. And it's funny because that's something I need to start doing myself, but I don't. Why? I'm afraid. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm afraid of uh my issues, my problems. A lot of times it comes to a point where I feel like they're uh, a mountain when in actuality they're probably like an anthill. <laughs> 
<laughs> your response had me dead. <laughs> I, like, I didn't know what you say. I was like, oh, okay. I thought like you, uh, you heard it twice, and at the same time, you're like, okay. Yeah, I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah I just pulled the I was like, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, um, I would say, shit, what would I say to you? Is it, are you saying something that needs to be said? Especially when we had like 48 minutes. <laughs> No, uh, I think there's something. Like, actually, I'll, I'll probably leave you guys with a, with a something that I told myself the other day. Let's hear it. Um, adversity is is an opportunity for you to show the world and yourself just how dope you really are. So, just hold on and prepare for impact from that bounce back. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna leave y'all with that. All right. All right. I actually asked you for you. I might use that as uh, the title. <laughs> All right, episode seven point five in the books. Next is gonna be eight. Cause look at you counting. Look I know, right? I'll follow okay, really slow. Okay, and to count it. <laughs> All right, we're out. Bye.